1: Hello, ladies and gents. Thank you so so much for tuning in to this podcast. Because I know you can be doing so many other things. I know you can be watching Netflix. You can be listening to some awesome nineties music, or you can be listening to some other podcast. But you came here for a reason, like a real reason. And don't take that unnoticed. And don't don't just skip over that. Realize that's. Everything happens for a reason, and everything belongs, and the reason why you're tuning in is for a real reason, so take a deep breath in, and on the exhale, just know that everything's going to work out, so anyways, I've got like one heck of a guest on today, oh my god, I'm super, super excited to talk to her, super for you guys to meet her, uh, she is the one and only Dr. Diane Hamilton, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. Um, she is just just amazing when it comes to curiosity and in the research I've talked to other people about uh, how important curiosity is in the workplace and also the field of um, being in school and trying to cultivate your curiosity. She just knows so much about that. And she is the founder and the CEO of a company that goes around and and really helps you find this. Um, she's also been a keynote speaker, former MBA, um, program chair at the Forbes school of business. She has a PhD in business management. She has taught more than a thousand business courses and authored multiple books, including cracking the curiosity code, the key to unlocking human potential. So, I mean, if you're not excited about this, I don't know, uh, I don't know. I think you got to put on some uh, some music real quick, stop this and then come back to it because I know I'm excited. Like I'm jamming out in my head. So I can't wait to introduce you to the one and only Dr. Diane Hamilton.
2: Well, thank you, Logan. Wow. That was uh, quite the introduction. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to chatting.
1: Yeah, me, too. Me, too. Oh, gosh. So I want to kind of just jump right into it. You know, not thinking too hard into it, but uh, what's a short story from your life that you think gives um, homage, honor to your sort of um, field of expertise slash industry?
2: Well, you know, I've done a lot of different things. And, uh, in fact, one of my books was about reinventing your career because I have had to reinvent myself so many times. Uh, I I know that a lot of people out there... um, don't really necessarily know what they want to do. And I don't think I always exactly knew what I wanted to do. So I kept switching it up a little bit. And a lot of it tied into my um, sense of curiosity. I wanted to find out what what was next, what, what was challenging, what was interesting. And uh, that led to my research in curiosity. But I've uh, worked in all kinds of industries from pharmaceuticals to Uh, mortgages and real estate and and computer sales. I mean, you name it, I've been in just about every industry and uh, written several books. Before I wrote about curiosity, I wrote a book that was meant for what I called next gen uh, group, which is anybody kind of millennial and younger uh, for people who are just trying to figure out how personality and understanding personality in the workplace can help them get along in life. And uh, so that was my last book I wrote with my daughter, who's a millennial. Um, But this one that I've written recently is about curiosity, and that's my focus lately because I think that curiosity and developing it can be the thing that changes everybody's lives, whether you're uh, in a job you hate right now or one you love, make it better.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree, but I want to hear like uh, any specific story that maybe like happened to you in an episode or something um, where you're like, wow. I, I, you know, I was acting this way and now I'm acting this way because curiosity
2: started to
1: become more of a main theme in my life.
2: Well, you know, I have to admit, I was always a curious kid. I wasn't one of those people who... um didn't ask why to everything, but I think when I started to focus on curiosity the most was when I had a radio show, like I I still do, my nationally syndicated show, Uh, I interviewed all these billionaires and geniuses from, you know, top companies around the world. And I started to to see that there was a difference in their, uh, just their questioning of things and how much they read and how much they were curious. And as you mentioned, I've taught more than a thousand business courses and I was thinking about how many students uh, really just didn't question things that much. They kind of just went along with status quo thinking where you, they wanted you to kind of just tell them how to do things instead of trying to figure out things. So that kind of made me curious to write about curiosity because I was curious why this one group can get it and really can succeed. And this other group just kind of wants to just kind of exist and not really pursue things. So I think that that's probably the biggest changing point was just seriously thinking about writing about curiosity because as I started to write the book, I started to realize that I couldn't just write about it. I wanted to fix it. And so I got very curious to do something I'd never really uh, done a lot of. And that was uh, you had to teach yourself factor analysis to be able to create questions to determine the things that kept people from being curious. And that really opened up a world of uh, business opportunities for me because now I know how to do all these different things like creating assessments, understanding how to measure things in a real different way. And uh, I think that it's hard to pick just one thing, but I think in my adult life that that's probably uh, having the radio show and learning all these amazing stories was probably the thing that set me on this curiosity um, quest.
1: Oh, so cool. So I love it. Um, It's so weird how those little silver linings happen. And that's why I say everything happens for a reason, you know? Right, and it all adds up. Um, I'm kind of curious though. <laughs> I'm sure people say curiosity all the time when they interview you and so <laughs> and
2: like, hey, I like it. It's, it's good.
1: <laughs> it is. Um, so do you think do you, do you know like where our curiosity comes from? I mean, you were in a book on this. like where does it come from like ancestrally? like why do we have it inside of our DNA?
2: Well, I mean, the Max Planck Institute coined the term curiosity gene. So they've studied it. There is a genetic component to our curiosity. When we are curious, we get this rush of dopamine. You know, when you feel good when you eat chocolate or you get on a Peloton bike or whatever it is that revs you up, right? You feel better. And that's what curiosity does for us. And, and you know, all animals, everybody's got this sense of curiosity because think about a bird. If they only ate berries from one bush. It's eventually gonna run out of berries right so it has to have this this need to explore to develop its curiosity so that it could survive and same with all, all beings which is something interesting to me because they're trying to create artificial curiosity in ai and they did that by um they researched curiosity to see how far ai would continue playing mario brothers game for example without getting um, an external reward of some sort. So if you're not giving them coins or whatever it is that rewards them, just to see how far they would continue to go. And they do um, find that even the artificial intelligence kind of tries to figure out what's on the, around the next bend, so to speak. And I think it's just that, well, what's next? What's next kind of thinking. And we have it very strongly when we're young, but about age five, it starts to diminish dramatically. And by the time you're an adult, it's almost all gone. I mean, it's just a dramatic uh, curve if you could see it on a chart.
1: That's so wild. Um, that is so wild. Like, I didn't even know it stemmed back to that, even birds, like that's. Yeah, and it's almost uh yeah, it's definitely a survival mechanism to have within side of our our genetic code is this thing curiosity. Um do you think that because I think there's a lot of people um, you know, that kind of like get depressed and down in the dumps and there's just bad moments during their day. Um, do you think one of the reasons why depression is so prevalent right now is because people are just like not really uh, in a purpose-driven mode right now and they're just not curious about anything.
2: Well, I mean, that's a very deep topic. I think it ties into engagement. You know, there's a lot of research at work of whether people are just like walking zombies or if they're really engaged or, you know, passionate about what they do. And I think a lot of it is people are not really engaged at work because they're not aligned to what would be really good for them to do because they haven't really explored their natural sense of curiosity. And if you could help people to explore and learn things and decide uh, maybe I'd really rather be doing this or that, then you can get people to be much more um, motivated, driven, engaged, all the things innovative, all the things that companies are trying to get them to do. But to do that what I learned is you have to figure out what's stopping it. And that's what my research did is I found the four factors that keep people from being curious. Are you curious what they are?
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. The four things are fear assumptions, which is the voice in your head, really uh, uh technology and environment. So those FATE, so you could use the acronym of fate.
1: interesting. I like it. I like it. Use that fate. Use that fate because, you know, it's just an easier way to memorize it. That's so cool.
2: Well, there are really four very important factors. I mean, fear is a huge one. A lot of people, I mean, probably people have had bosses who've said not such great things to them. Maybe they told them, you know, uh, not to tell them, uh, don't come to me with problems unless you have solutions or they've said something that have shut them down. Yeah, we're all in meetings, right? We all have a question. You look around, nobody wants to ask it because you feel stupid for asking it. And, And a lot of people... Feel like that, but when really everybody else is thinking kind of the same things, and so so some of these fear related things are are just we don't realize that we even have them because we have this voice in our head that tells us, well, I'm not going to say anything because I'm probably the only person that thinks this, or uh, I'll look dumb if I ask that, or whatever it is we tell ourselves. And if if you keep holding on to those voices in your head, you, you won't explore things, you won't give your opinion, you won't a- ask questions. And then you end up disengaged and not happy at work. And that's a real problem. And as far as technology, uh, technology can going to hold some people back. I know a lot of these people listening right now, embrace technology, but a lot of people, older people maybe don't, and they don't get the full advantage of it. Or younger people use it so much that they don't even understand the foundation behind why the technology does what it does. So it could be over or under uh, utilization of technology. And then environments really, in anything and everything, everybody you've ever been around, think about it. Think about social media. Think about if you post something on uh, and somebody doesn't like it and you're you're like, oh, I got to take that down. Or think about if your boss, like I said, said something to you. Or think about what your teacher didn't have time to answer questions in class because they had to teach to the test. Or your parents said, oh, all of the people in our family are supposed to be doctors or lawyers or whatever it is. There's so many external environmental factors that'll drop our curiosity. And that's why Around uh, age five, when we get into school, that's when we see these. The, our, our um, curiosity is just kind of educated out of us.
1: That's so crazy. I love it though. Like, wow. Yeah, it's so true. That's so, so true. Um, one thing I have to ask you because I, I, I think that obsession over things is really great. And sometimes we want to like dive deeper with a certain topic. What's a movie that you'd recommend for somebody to watch or a TV show to watch um, to sort of like obsess over this whole topic of curiosity?
2: Well, I think there's, you know, any soap opera type of show makes you curious. Think about how many people got obsessed with Lost or anything that you binge watch, right? How many are you on Netflix right now wanting to know how the next thing goes, right? That there's, there's curiosity that's, we all have to some extent and that soap operas type of shows like that make you want to see what happens next, but we want to have really focus driven curiosity in the workplace. Right. So it's not just going down an endless hole of just candy crush. Right. <laughs> Which is easy to do. So it's got to be goal oriented for your work and your fam- you know, family situation. And then just general curiosity. I think we see a lot of that, um, you know shows like jeopardy when i was young you know people still watch that you know you want to know uh but as far as um, soap operas tend to really that's how they sell you they they capture you and at work we is we're seeing more gamification um making things game related in, in apps uh, that are are helpful to people in the workplace is a huge thing i'm working on one right now um that's developing curiosity you know app that's you know partially associated with the Reed Hoffman who created LinkedIn and the app's called Flourish and it's to help career uh, success in individuals um, through mentorship and all this but we're developing a curiosity gamification within the app because people like the gaming factor right it makes it more fun if you get some tokens if you get a little reward for things so I, I think that there's a lot of different ways to, to, to find that reward oh that's
1: awesome that's so cool i Like, I mean, it's so cool that the the sort of curiosity that goes into gaming, you're so right. Um, But I think that, unfortunately, there is a, like, isolation that happens with um, the gaming and also, you know, just being curious by yourself. Um, What are a few people that you think uh, someone that's listening right now uh, you're influenced by that they should reach out to? And just say, hey, I really appreciate your work. Like, maybe you're inspired um, from this very interview and you want to reach out. Like, who, uh, of course, you reach out to you, Dr. Diane Hamilton, <laughs> but, but who are a few people that are really influencing your life, too?
2: Well, you know, I have so many amazing people on my show who've really inspired me. I think, you know, if you go to drdianehamilton.com and go to the blog, they transcribe the shows. So, I mean, some of the billionaires I've interviewed and some of the top names in business CEOs and all that are people who have really inspired me. I think for people out there uh, who are working and you look around and you look at somebody and you think, wow, that person really has what I wish I had, you know, in terms of I want to learn to be like this or that. I think it's really important to seek out mentorship at work. Uh, if you think you want to, if somebody just inspires you in life in general, uh, I think that it could be a teacher, it could be a friend, it could be a co-worker, it could be just anybody you've heard on a radio show. Sometimes just reaching out, tweeting about them. If A lot of times on Twitter, it's kind of interesting to follow people who do things that you think you want to emulate or you know do similar to what they do. Uh, follow them make comments on their, their, um, things that, that you find inspiring. And sometimes you can develop a relationship with people that way, uh, who you think maybe were out of reach before because they were too, um, you know, they seem too high up on the chain or whatever has kept you back. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, to be done in the business. If you're looking for business success and people to connect with on LinkedIn. And I think Logan, that's where we met. And I know a lot of Gen Z's look at Instagram and different other areas, uh, Snapchat, Snapchat and Facebook and all the others, sometimes more than LinkedIn. But I think if you're trying to develop yourself in the working world, you really have to explore uh, LinkedIn as well. And I know there's a million sites and you've got to think of what to pick. But if that's your goal to develop yourself and you develop a curiosity-based um, success path in business, I think you really need to be on there.
1: I agree. So um, we're rounding round close to the ending. I'd like to just go through some really quick uh, rapid fire sort of questions if you're up for it. Okay. Awesome. Um, uh, first one being, what's your favorite quote?
2: My favorite quote is, yeah. uh, I, I mean, Einstein's known for saying there's nothing special. He's just endlessly curious. So I, I have to say that that might be, Uh, he had no, you know, nothing special about him. And and we all think that he's just this amazing person, but really he's just endlessly curious. And that's that, I think that one might be up there. Nice.
1: What's your uh, favorite book?
2: You know, I, I, I think for, since I teach a lot of business, I focus on business books. I think Stephen Covey's books, the seven habits of highly successful people. It might be right up there. You have a favorite TV show? I liked Lost a lot. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I liked Breaking Bad. I like soap opera shows like that that keep you curious. Yeah, I do
1: too. I am a huge fan of uh, TV shows only because they just, they get my uh, brain cooking and, and yeah, they get everything flowing. What's your, uh, what's your favorite pop bump song?
2: My uh, Well, you know, um, we used to have to pick a song when I was in sales. Every time you had a sale, so they'd play your theme song. So uh, they, I, mine was Pink. I'm coming out, so you better get the Party Started one. <laughs> that was the one they played every time I got a sale. So that one comes to mind.
1: That is a good song. That is a good song. <laughs>
2: so these are older. Uh, I'm trying to think of something newer. But <laughs> that's what first came to mind. No,
1: it's a great song. Um, what is your favorite Podcast as of now
2: well this one of course
1: oh well thank you uh, I did not pay to say that I swear <laughs> but, um what is something that you uh recently cried about
2: uh I'm trying to think um I think that I get uh my last time I cried my dog had passed so it's been a while uh-oh yeah, sorry, but... she was 16, though. Cool. She had a good life.
1: I asked that question just because I know that um, it makes us human. And it makes yeah. us uh, really in touch with our, our hearts. And
2: yeah. and even
1: even men, though, and I throw that out of the left field with men, they're always like, oh, wow, yeah, I cried over this thing. And it just kind of gives, um, gives you a sense of what you really care about in life.
2: It, it does.
1: So I'm about to wrap it up. But I really love for you guys to just seriously check out Dr. Diane Hamilton's work. I mean, it is incredible. Like when it comes to really going deep down and like having this this feeling of just like making sense of the world, her book does that. It really gives me a sense of, of placement in this world and, and why you're here and what you're here to do. So check it out. Um, Where can people find more of you?
2: Well, I'm on all of the social media sites at Dr. Diane Hamilton. So that's D-R-D-I-A-N-E-H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N. And I'm also at drdianehamilton.com. And if you want to go just straight to my website for the curiosity um, index, it's called the Curiosity Code Index. You can take that and find out your levels of things that hold you back from being curious. That's at curiositycode.com. And that's also where the book Cracking the Curiosity Code uh, can be found on that site
1: we and um hey i want to give you the last uh, couple minutes anything else you want to say
2: you know, I think that there's just so much to be curious about in the working world. We've got five generations all working together. And sometimes it seems like everybody's so different, but we're really more alike than we are different. And the way we could find out what we have in common is just to to start up conversations and ask questions. And it shows that you're interested in other people. And that's a huge part of empathy, which is a big part of emotional intelligence and so important for everybody.
1: Yeah, I, I- We couldn't leave it on a better note. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Diane Hamilton. Uh, This has been an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation.
2: Thank you, Logan. I really appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yeah, of course. All right.
0: There's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening. Um, The biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly, it doesn't take much and it feels so good when people create something and take time. And when I see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, Maybe put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share on either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it and I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year or year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I'd love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please reach me at logan at com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.